the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Faith works by love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love never fails. Come on, love conquers all. What's going to heal this nation? The love of God. What's going what's gonna to heal our home? The love of God. What's going to heal your body? The love of God. Come on. Yes. Love conquers all. Love drives out fear. How many are ready to be dumb with fear? We don't got to fear judgment. We don't got to fear the future. We don't got to fear anything. Love, it drives out fear. Love gives. Love endures, love believes, and we have hope as the anchor for our soul, our minds, our will, our emotions, because that's what loses hope, right? That's we need hope as the anchor for our souls, right? Through the process, through the storm, through this life, and through our maturity of hitting the goal of love. Maturity is a process. You know, growing is a journey. It's time to enjoy the journey. It's time to enjoy the process, right? God's love is the foundation of our lives. God's love should be the foundation of our lives, the foundation, the security of our life, right? God's love is the root of our life, and his character and his integrity is the fruit, If God's love is the root, his character, his integrity, come on, is going to be the fruit. What fruit are we going to be producing? We're going to be producing faith. We're going to be producing hope, love, joy, peace, patience, self-control. How many are ready to have some self-control? Right, like, yeah, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to read the word. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to meal prep. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to hit the gym. And all you're doing is like, uh uh, false promises, wishful thinking. No, it's time we got self-control. Let's produce fruit. Come on. Let's produce that fruit of wholeness, healing, prosperity, and hope for the future. We have nothing to fear. We don't need to fear the future. God's love and God's grace got us. We got all the young people like, ooh, God's coming. God's coming. I'm afraid. Yes, God is coming, (laughs) and you're at peace with him, right? We got nothing to fear. We got no judgment to fear. Holiness is the fruit, not the root, right? How many know we're all so desperate to be producing good fruit in our lives, right? We want to have integrity. We want to keep our word. We want to walk around and keeping our word to ourselves right? Loving others, loving our neighbor, loving God, serving, right? So let's work on the root of our lives, the root, right? We're going to produce the right fruit when we got the right root, right? God's unconditional love should always be the root, should always be the foundation. God's love never changes, right? God's word It never changes. God's principles, they never change. God's word is the standard, right? We need a standard to live by. Otherwise, the world standards, they go like this. Actually, they just go like this. (laughs) Like lower, 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 right? God's word, he gives us a standard. And we're like, man, that's too high. We've just gone a little too far. We've gone a little away from God's word, God's standard. It's, It's not hard. We just need to change our definitions. 
We need, to, we need to grow up. God's love is the standard. And God proved his love when he sent his one and only son, Jesus. God proved it, right? For God so loved the world, he gave. Love gives, right? Love is an action. God proved his love when he sent Jesus. Love is not a feeling. <laughs> That's what we believe love is. Love is a feeling. I feel in love with you and I fell out of love with you. No, love is an action. Love is a choice. Love is a decision. Love gives, right? Love gives. Our definition of love should have never come from Hollywood. This is where we get our definition of love, right? From Hollywood, from the movies, from songs, from TVs, right? From the movies. Or you know what? It should not have come from our dysfunctional families. Like, Anybody else has got some dysfunction? <laughs> They're like, and we're like, is this love? Is this love? And what's happened? Rejection, abuse, dysfunction. And what happens? We're repeating dysfunction. We're replicating. We're replicating instead of looking to God's word and changing our definition of what love is. Our definition of love should have never came from our exes. Because your exes, whoever, whatever, ooh, we got quiet. That kind of rejection, right? It marks you because that's your definition of love. But that's not the standard of love. That's somebody else's definition of what love was shown to them. And they can't give you what they don't have. So stop asking them to. Go to God's word. And that's where you're going to find true love. That's where you're going to find real love. And that's why the standard never changes. God's love is consistent. It's always there. It doesn't fluctuate. It's not dependent upon you. He sent Jesus. There's the standard, right? Our, love def our definition of love shouldn't have come from our past. And our defini definition of love should not come from religious works. Because if I do this, then God loves me. If I do this, then God loves me. And if I do more of this and more of this, I can earn God's love. No, that's not how it works, right? Our foundation of love should only have come from God's word. From God's word and God's action of love. Remember, God proved his love when he sent Jesus. God proved his love. And when Jesus was here on this earth, he was preaching. He was teaching. He was healing all. He was forgiving. He was forgiving others. He's, he's just like, pick up your bed and walk. Let's go. He's like, your faith has made you well. God, Jesus was over here healing them all. What was he doing? He came to prove that God is love. He came to fulfill that God had a plan. He had a purpose for all of us, right? That should be our foundation of love. God is love. What is love? Where is love? God is love. That's the foundation of our life. That's the standard, right? He proved the standard. 1 John 4, 14. Whoever confesses and acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. We have come to know by personal experience. We have what? We have come to know by personal experience and have believed with deep, consistent faith the love which God has for us. 
It's about God's love for you. He loved you first. It's not about you proving your love to him. He proved his love to you. God is love. And the one who abides, who dwells, come on, in love, abides in God. And God abides continually in him. Come to know real love. Look at your neighbor and say, come to know. Come on, this is real love. This is real love. Come to know real love by personally experiencing God himself. Personally experiencing God himself. You're not going to be lacking love. You're not going to be needing love, needing affirmation from every little person who gives you attention. Every little DM that just drops in your box. Woo! So excited. Why? Because you're so thirsty for love. You need to look to God's word and let his love be the foundation of your life. So you are full. You want to be a full individual, 100%. And you want to have in a partner a full individual, 100%. Two become one, right? Anyways, that was for free. You don't want half a person to make you whole. (laughs) God makes you whole. Find your wholeness in him. Salvation, that's sozo life, right? Come to know real love by personally experiencing God, abiding in him and he abiding in you, right? Don't settle for superficial when you can totally experience the supernatural. Superficial, just the surface level, right? Hollywood's definition of love is superficial, right? Stop looking to it. That hallmark, oh, oh my gosh. And then you mad at your real man. (laughs) That's a real man. That's fake, okay? Don't get the definitions twisted, God's love is the standard. His word is the standard. His love is the only thing that never changes. Hollywood's definitions change all the time, right? Hollywood's definitions, they're twisted. They're fake. It's superficial. It's lust. It's a counterfeit. It's Mickey Mouse money. You would not go to Safeway and you would not pay with Monopoly money. You know, just I'm ready, you know. You're not going to go to the store and play with some Monopoly money. They're going to say, excuse me, ma'am, that's a counterfeit. And unless you got some real money, unless you got a real card, unless you got the real deal, you need to leave, right? You need to leave. It's a counterfeit. That's what Hollywood's definition of love. It's a counterfeit. It's unfulfilling. You go from one relationship to the next relationship to the next relationship, and you're wondering why you are not satisfied because it's a counterfeit, right? It's selfish. Give me What will you do for me? Condition after condition after condition. And that's where we're looking for our definition of love. And we're wondering why we're never satisfied. Why it's never enough. Because God is love. The only place you're going to be satisfied, the only place you're going to be fulfilled is in him. Right? It's in him. Fulfilling his plan and his purpose and his will for your life. It's a satisfied life. It's a fulfilled life. Right? We just have to redefine our definition of love. We got to redefine our definition, how we see love, right? God's love doesn't come and go. How many know our love does? It comes and it goes. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm feeling love today. And now you you made me mad. And us girls, we go, woo, 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 woo. Of emotions, that's just one day. <laughs> that's just, whoa, right? 
God's love, it doesn't come and go. God's love, it does not fluctuate. God's love, it does not waver. God's love does not change. And God's love does not depend on your love for him. His love does not depend on you, right? He loved you first. God, he loved me first. That's right. You know, it's like, did you say I love you first or did he say I love you first? You girl, you better shh. Let that man say he loves you first. Just saying, right? Let him prove that love. Love gives. Love's an action. But you need an understanding of what love is, right? Then to demand that standard. Anyways, God loved you first. And on your best day, look at your neighbor say, your best day. Your best day doing everything your best. You couldn't earn God's love. <laughs> None of us could, Right? You couldn't earn God's approval. You couldn't earn God's acceptance. That is why he sent Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's why he sent Jesus. Because on our best day, we couldn't earn it. And we don't deserve it. But thank God for the blood of Jesus. Right? Through the blood of Jesus. God proved his love when he sent his one and only son, Jesus. Love is not a feeling. Come on. It's an action. God's love is unconditional. God's love, it's supernatural. God's love is something that we need to come to know by personal experience. Because when we say, God loves you, God loves you, God loves you, you know what? Sometimes it's meaningless to people. Why? Because we're living in a society that doesn't know what love is. So when we say God loves you, they don't even have an understanding of what that means. You're like, whatever. God loves you. God loves you. And then you don't even know what that means. You're just trying to reach for God's love yourself. So you just throw it out there to them. God loves you. Now let's come to know by personal experience God's great love, right? To know God is to know love. That's why we need to come to know God. We need to grow in the knowledge of him, right? Receive a revelation of God's great love for you. God is love. God is love. That's where we got to redefine our definitions, right? And as a result, you're going to walk in love. You're going to live in love. Let me tell you, you are not the problem. Look at your neighbor say, you are not the problem. <laughs> you're not the problem. Your definitions are, right? Your definitions are the problem. You're not the problem. You're the answer. Your definitions are, right? This is why we have to renew our minds and we've got to renew our definitions to the word of God because the word of God is the only thing that's never gonna change. It's the standard, right? Our mind changes all the time, right? We, yes, we want that. Ew, why did we buy that? Our mind changes all the time. God's word never changes. So we got to redefine our definitions, right? Living in fellowship, in friendship, in mentorship, in discipleship with the word of God and with the love of God. This is why we got to learn the word. We study the word. We're excited about the word. We come to know who God is through the word of God. We come to know what love is through the word of God, right? Paul said in Romans 12, 1 and 2, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicate all of yourself, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intellectual act of worship. Come on. 
And do not be conformed. That means that you can be conformed. Do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values, just surface level values, its superficial customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourself. You may prove for who? Prove for your spouse? Prove for your parents? Prove for me? No, prove for your pastor? No, you gotta prove for yourself. Everything that you do, you know what's game changer when you start coming to church and you start maturing for yourself? It's not about others. It's so much game changer when you stop pleasing people. You don't care what people think. You don't care what people say. You know that God's got a plan and he's got a purpose and you want to discover it. You want to discover. You're on a mission to discover what God's plan is for you, his will, right? We do that through the renewing of our mind. We do that through the word of God. Prove to yourself what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and his purpose for you. When God's love is the foundation of our lives, we understand that love gives. God's love is the foundation. We understand that love gives. So what do we do? We give our life back to God. We give our life back to God. He multiplies it. Let's go. Some of y'all be multiplying, right? We understand love gives. We give our life back to God, living a life dedicated, set apart, holy, and well-pleasing to him, right? We do it out of love, out of our response that love gives. For God so loved the world, he gave. We so love God, we give. Come on, we give of our time, our talent, our treasures. We love to give, that's us, love life, right? We live to give, right? Living dedicated to him. When God's love is the root of our life, then his character, his integrity, his standard, his love, is the fruit of our life that we produce, right? Living a life full of faith. How many are ready to live a life full of faith? When the storms come, right? When stuff happens, people get, we get injured. Life happens, you know, stuff happens. Financial things happen. Things happen in our relationships. You know what is gonna endure the storm? God's love and his plan is the foundation of your life, right? Full of faith, hope, love, peace, patience, self-control, wholeness, prosperity, let's go, and hope for the future. Living a sanctified, holy life, set apart. It's the fruit, not the root. If that's the root of your life, then that's by works. That's religion. And you're never good enough, and it's never enough. But no, when it's just the fruit of what you produce, because God's love is the root of your life, right? Because you know what, let's, uh, let's go. You can't give what you don't have. None of us. If God's love is not in us, we can't give it to anybody. And that's including ourselves. Right? You can't give what you don't have. Right? This world does not know God. The world doesn't know God. The world, it doesn't have an understanding of who God is. You know what that means? The world does not know love. And the world doesn't have an understanding of what love is. Right? So why are we looking to the world for our standard? Right, we got all these dating apps. We got all this swipe, 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 slap. I don't know what's called swipe. I don't even know. Whatever. Obviously, I'm not on them. Not gonna find me. But what we got all these dating apps. Find love here. Find love there. Find. I mean, whatever. Find somebody tonight. Woo! There you go. 
Why? Because looking for acceptance, looking for love. You're looking for love in what? Hollywood's version. That is not love. That's lust. That's, good. That's not satisfying. It's not fulfilling. We, we look and we learn what is love. God is love. And the world doesn't have anything to offer us. So we're not going to look to the world for our definitions, right? The world doesn't know what love is. And it's sad to say that most Christians don't either. That's hard. Most Christians don't even understand what love is. So they're also seeking approval, seeking affirmation instead of transformation through the word of God. God's love will transform your whole life. It's true. It's facts, right? We got to grow and mature in love. Let me tell you, growth is a process. Growth is a process. Don't skip any stages of spiritual growth and maturity. Like, I just want to be grown. How many of you know when you're like young, you're like, I just want to be 16. I just want to be 16. When you're 16, I just want to be 21. I just want to be 21. When you're 21, I just want to be 25. I just want to be 25. And when you hit 25, you're like, I just want to be 16. I just want to be 16. You get 35. Oh, I just want to be 25. just want to be 25. You get to 45, you're like, woo, got this thing under control. Let's go. Not that I'm 45, but. But when I am, do you know what I'm saying? We're just trying to skip these stages, but it's growth. It's, what, it's, it's, the, it's the lesson that made you, right? It's the understanding. You wouldn't change anything, right? Because it's the lessons you learned along the way, as long as you're learning the lesson. Or your life will be on repeat, on repeat, on repeat, you're dating a different guy with the same attitude and the same situation. There you go. Woo, woo, woo. Another guy, another kid, another story. You're like, how did I get here? Change your definition of love. Change your understanding of love. God's standard is love, right? Growth is a process. <sighs> Listen, if you're still breathing, there's time to grow. We're going to be growing for the rest of our lives. I'm going to be 95 and be like, I still got something to learn. I still got something to learn. I still got something to teach you, right? If, we, if Jesus don't come back, I'll be 95 and be like, yeah, let me get back with the youth. <laughs> like, ask me anything. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I love ask me anything with the youth because it can go all over the place. I'm like, all right, guys, ask me anything. First it's crickets. Then it's bloop, 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 bloop. I'm like, yeah. You know why? Because they keep you young. They keep you on your toes. They're going to ask you wild things. And you got to know that you know that you know that you're confident in the word of God so you can answer that. You can teach back in youth. You can do anything. <laughs> Growth is a process. And don't skip any stages. Because when you skip a step, it only leaves cracks in your foundation. You're just jumping, you're trying to skip a step, and you're wondering why you can't pass this test. It's because there's a crack in your foundation. The only thing that's going to fill that crack is God's love and coming to know who God is and who you are in him. And it's going to bring you such security and such a confidence that it doesn't matter what happens in this life. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter how long. It doesn't matter how come. God is good. God is faithful. You will get through to the other side. God loves you, right? Don't skip any steps. 
grow in the knowledge of God. Paul said in Colossians 1.9, For this reason, since the day we heard about it, we have not stopped praying for you, asking specifically that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom, with insight into his purpose, and in understanding of spiritual things, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, displaying admirable character. Come on, we all want to have good character, walking in moral courage, especially in times like this when there's crazy things on the news and what do I believe in? What do I stand for? What do I believe about this political situation? What do I, what's my standard about this hot topic? You need to have moral courage, moral character, and you need to know the word of God. So that's why you know where you stand, and that brings peace, and that brings confidence. So then when people come at you, you're like, oh, you're not just the majority. You, you're, you're standing for what God's word says. You're standing for truth. And your only way you're going to find the truth, truth never changes. It's the standard. It's not about your truth. It's about the truth. Because your truth is irrelevant, right? Because we can both be in the same situation. We can both have whatever. We can both be there, a part of the same situation. But you have your story and I have mine, right? Nobody wants to be the villain. But in my story, you're the villain. And in your story, I am. Right? Because it's how you interpret things. It's not about your truth. It's about the truth. It's about the word of God. It's about the way. It's about Jesus. But the only way we're going to get that is when we come to know who God is. Right? Having character. Personal integrity. Because integrity matters. To fully please him in all things. Bearing fruit in every good work. And steadily growing in the knowledge of God, with deeper faith, clearer insight, and fervent love for his precepts, right? We pray that you will be strengthened and invigorated with all power according to his glorious might to attain every kind of endurance and patience with joy. Let me tell you, this scripture has so much information. This scripture right here, this is a nugget of gold. This is scripture, you better write this down. This is what we'd be praying. This is what you better be believing. What does this scripture say? It says, grow in knowledge. We need to grow in the knowledge of God. That is our responsibility. It's not a magic wand that I get to just whoosh, just wave over you and then we all have the knowledge of God. Wouldn't that be awesome though? Just like, pray for me. I'd be laying hands on myself. Bam, Right? No, we got to grow in knowledge. We got to grow in knowledge. We need to apply spiritual wisdom. That's our responsibility to put the word of God in application, right? You have to put the word of God in application in your everyday life. So when you're out there in your relationship, how does the word apply to this? When you're out in the world in your finances, how does God's word apply to this? Man, God's word, his promises are yes and amen. We trust him. We got testimony after testimony about God's goodness in people's finances. From, from victim to victor, right? What did they do? Because they trust God and his word. His principles give and it'll be given unto you. That's why we trust God. And we judge not lest you be judged. Let's get the whole scripture together too. We're talking about give, give, give. What are we going to be given? Grace, mercy. Come on. We're just going to be giving it all away, right? Because it's going to be given unto us. 
The scripture says to walk in integrity, to bear much fruit. Why do we need to bear much fruit? Because the world out there is crying out for the love of God. They're crying out for people to raise the standard, to walk in integrity, and not just talk it, but show it. What does love look like? This is what it looks like. When this person has a situation, and a, the person of the world who has no understanding of God's love, and you got a Christian, we should be acting different. In the midst of the storm, what are we going to do? Faith is our stance. And what are we going to do? We're going to stand no matter what, right? Walk in integrity. Bear much fruit. Keep the faith. Stay single-minded. What does single-minded mean? It means you have resolve. It means you've got resilience. It means you've got determination. No matter what, what are you going to do? Look to Jesus. We're going to keep our eyes looking to Jesus. Have fervent love. Be strengthened and have joy. We got to get a revelation of this information. We put it into practice, right? We put it into application. And that's when we produce a total transformation. And people be looking at you and be like, who do you think you are? I'm a child of God. <laughs> I'm a child of God. I'm renewing my mind to the word of God, discovering who he is and discovering who I am in him, right? God's love is the root of our life, right? Then his character and his integrity and his standard and his love becomes our fruit. And what we got to ask ourselves is what does love require of me? When we're out there, when we're in the world, what does love require of me? When you have an attitude with yourself, what does love require of me? Come on, Jesus said in Mark 12, 33, and you must love God with all of your heart and with all of your mind and with all of your strength. And you must love your neighbor as you love yourself. It is more important to obey these two commandments than to offer on the altar animals and other sacrifices to God. Because faith expresses itself through love. What are we doing? Loving God. We're loving people. We're loving life by faith in hope, through love. Because let me tell you, sometimes it's hard to love others. But what are we going to do it? We're going to do it by faith. We're going to do it in hope. And we're going to do it through love, right? Let's express God's kind of love to one another. Imagine the world we'll live in when we start expressing God's love to one another. To one another. To those who live in your house. How many of you can have the worst attitude with them? Like, let's start with them. <laughs> you can conquer that. You can conquer all. 1 John 4, 7. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves others is a child of God and knows God through personal experience. Personal experience, come on. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Come on, guys. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love, right? The greatest thing that you'll ever achieve here on this earth is receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior and then loving others as he loved you. He laid down his life. Let me tell you, when you lay down your life is when you truly find it, when you truly find meaning and purpose, right? All of us, everybody in this world is looking for meaning, and they're looking for love, and we find it in the word. This is a life full of faith, 
hope, and love. Because let me tell you, love is patient. Love is kind, right? Love never fails. Love conquers all. Love drives out fear. Love gives. Love endures. Love believes. And we have hope as the anchor for our soul, right? Through the process, through the storm, through this life, and through the maturity of hitting the goal of what? Love. It's, gonna, it's a process, right? It's a journey. Let's continue to grow in God's great love. How many are ready to grow in love, right? Grow in the knowledge of God, and growth is a process. So chill. <laughs> like, it's like, have a goal, but it's all right. You're going you're gonna to mess up, right? We all are. None of us are perfect. None of us are Jesus. But we're always being single-minded for the goal. And the goal is love, right? It's a process. You know what we need to do? We need to learn to enjoy the journey, right? We all want to be shredded, but nobody wants to take the steps to get there. We just want shredded tacos. No, I won't be shredded. But what else is calling your name? But we got to enjoy the journey. Who wants to enjoy the sweat? Who wants to enjoy the leveling up, right? Who wants to enjoy the waking up on time, waking up early? Let's go, hitting the mark. Nobody really enjoys the process. Let's learn to enjoy the journey, <laughs> right? Enjoy it. It's, gonna, it's good. The results are good, right? God is love and God loves you. Receive his great love for you today. Come to know who he is. Come to know who you are in him, right? In him, by faith, in hope, through love. If you're in here tonight, and you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I would love to say a prayer with you today, calling on the name of Jesus, receiving him. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's not about a special prayer. It's about your belief. Come on. We believe with our heart and we confess with our mouth. Whatever you believe, you, you speak, right? You believe it to be true. You speak it. We believe Jesus is Lord. We believe God raised him for the dead. We believe that we are saved. Come on. It's by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it's by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Come on, if you're in here tonight, if you're online and you have not received Jesus, let's say a prayer together, calling on the name of Jesus. Everybody, let's pray together. Jesus, I believe in you. I confess you, and I am saved. Amen, amen, amen. Guys, it's just like that. Calling on the name of Jesus, you are saved. You are saved. You received that love of God. God's got a plan, and he's got a purpose just for you. This is the first step. If you're in here and you receive Jesus for the first time, we've got a booklet for you that has some more information. If you would like to raise your hand, one of our Dream Team ushers will get it for you. If you're online and you receive Jesus for the first time, we, we would love to get you that same resource. Please just send us your address and we will send it to you. I love you guys. God loves you guys. And he's got a great plan for you. Amen, amen, amen. I hope you guys receive something tonight. Have a great night and we will see you all on Sunday.
Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.